What's up and welcome to the Ask Father Josh Show, the question and answer podcast on the Ascension Presents uh, channel, where I seek to respond to your questions, whether they're about morality or spirituality, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis, the list goes on and on and on. I will pray with them, I will study them, and hopefully I will respond in such a way that will help you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. If you're a first time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. Uh, on today's show, we have a special guest. My good friend, Sarah Swafford, is in the building. Sarah, what's happening? <laughs> it is so good to be with you, Father Josh. It's so fun to do podcasts and even more fun to do them with dear friends. It's great yeah. to see you, friend. You're like one of the most joyful people I've ever met, like legit Oh my yeah, God. you just have this. Gift. I think the very first time we met was at Seek, a yes. number of years ago. Like maybe my first years of priest or something like that. Um, and uh-huh. we were, and you were just so nice and joyful. And I was like, this woman is filled with the love of the Lord. Mm, you're so kind. I was actually thinking about that this morning. I'm like, when was the first time I saw you? Um, and I am pretty sure it was Seek, which yeah. is such a part. It's such a party, Holy Spirit party. Um, I always think back to those, you know, any conference that I go on, like God just weaves together so many lives and then you keep bumping into each other and doing ministry together. And, uh, it's just really wonderful to get to hang out with you. And the last time I saw you was in Alexandria, Louisiana at the the Genesis conference. And you had with you a number of amazing people. Sister Miriam James was there, Heather Kim, Mm -hmm. Father John Burns. And so that was just uh, a huge gift to be able to run into y'all there and spend some time with y'all. Well, you were were the uh, surprise. I I joke with you, but I'm not kidding. Every time I go on a trip, I, I always say there's like a bonus fry. You know, when you get like a bag of fast food and there's like fries at the bottom and you're like, this is so exciting. Like, I think Gaffigan has a funny thing on it where it was like, how did I miss you? You know, like this huge, uh, fry at the bottom. So anyway, I, over every trip I go on, there's like this special person that I didn't know was going to be there. And when you walked into lunch, I, I think I stood up and danced. If you, you remember, did, I was like, like yeah. Oh my gosh, father <laughs> Josh is in the house. You, I was, I love that you surprised us. That was so fun to see you. It was great. Well, the great Lord to have put you on my house. heart to like, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Heather. So sister Miriam, obviously, as you know, is one of my best friends, uh, father yeah. John, I've become friends with the years. You and I are friends and the Lord particularly put on my heart to like, like, you need to take advantage of seeing Heather because she's in Canada and he's yeah, like, she's in Louisiana. you better go see your friend. I was like, all right. So I was able to get away. Cause I was going to speak in, uh, at a somewhere else, like about an hour and a half outside of Alexandria. So I was just going to stop and see y'all first. And that was just, yeah, it was such, such a gift. But on today's show, what we're going to talk about, right? We're not just going to talk about our friendship. We're going to talk about this awesome new program uh, that you and your husband and Dr. Italy uh, put out uh, called What We Believe, The Beauty of the Catholic Church. And we're going to just address like why now, why this program, all those things. But before we get into this really great new program, which I'm actually a part of, I did a segment on this uh, this particular series. Uh, but before we get into those things, I want to share with you and hear from you a glory story. This is a story all about how we share some glory stories. And all right, so we are back. So it's time for the glory story. So um, my glory story this week. I mean, there's always, there's just always so much. But I, I would, I would say that, you know, I'm pastor of Sacred Heart now, which you actually, you 
and Sister Miriam and Heather and Father John Burns were the first ones to hear because we right. announced it that day at the conference. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm pastor here now of Sacred Heart of Jesus Church and School. Absolutely love it. Love oh, the people. Love the community. God. Love the kids. Love their families. It's just so good. But the Lord has been providing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and He has just been connecting me with people who have gifts and talents and resources that I do not have. Praise God. And the people he is connecting me with are so generous and they just want to build God's kingdom. And they legit have a heart for God and they have a heart for education and they have a heart for, for the poor. And yeah. So without going into detail, my glory story is just that the Lord is opening some doors with different Mm -hmm. people and I'm just in awe of their generosity. And I cannot wait to see the supernatural fruit that's going to come. And, And what's also really beautiful is that, all these different people I'm working with and collaborating with, they all love Jesus like mm-hmm. at the core. And so we're, we're able, even though we work in very different environments um, and we have di- very different talents and gifts, we begin each meeting with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Jesus just takes it from there. And he's just doing, he, yeah, he just loves us so much. So yeah, my glory story is, I don't know what the heck's going on, but God's doing some major things right now. And it's going to have a huge impact on this community that, the bishop is entrusting me to accompany their walk toward eternity. So oh, I love That's it. I love What's it. I, I remember watching you send the um, Facebook, Instagram, you announced it. I was standing next mm-hmm. to you and you were like, mm-hmm. all right, here we go. It's happening. It's real. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, well, it's I, good things happen when um, they have Christ-like leaders put in charge. Mm-hmm. And so father, I know mm-hmm. you're, you're a gift to your community. You're a gift wherever you go, but I know, uh, speaking on behalf of the laity, that we really lean on our amazing priests mm. and fathers, and you, you are really a great example of what true fatherhood looks like. And so I'm Thank glad you. that I'm glad that people are just stepping up to make that place even better than it was before. Which it sounds like it's already rocking. So go team! Yeah, praise um, God. I have a hard time always picking glory stories because, like you, I thrive on gratitude, and um, mm. I just I I just love it. But probably my glory story. It was one, it's kind of been forming from the last couple, probably last month and a half, but I have five children and um, my two boys are just, you know, into high school and they actually got to go on their first Steubenville with me this summer on, we yes. were, amazing. isn't that amazing? I oh, know. my conversion was at Steubenville, love right? Steubenville, what was their experience? Oh, they loved it. So this is why it's my glory story though, is, you know, I've been doing Steubenville conferences, this is my 10th summer, my 10th anniversary of doing Steubenville's and when I was in high school, when I was in college going into high school, my, all of my, um, sorry, leaving high school, going into college, my first job that, that summer, at, you know, into college was I was a camp counselor for a Catholic extreme camp called Camp Tegawitha, a phenomenal camp. And there was a book that they gave us that said campus for the camper. And it was all about how to be a good counselor. And we would always cross it out and be like campus for the counselor because we just like, we grew so much that it wasn't even, it, I mean, yes, it was for the camper, but wow, like it rocked us. And that's how I feel about Steubenville conferences. Mm. It's like, you know, Steubenville is for the high schooler, but you could cross it out and be like, no, Steubenville is for like the ministry team. And uh, it's just, it's always been such a gift in my heart and in my life. And I know for you too, you know, being able to serve and Mm. watch people grow in the Lord. And so it was just a whole nother level to watch my own children be there. And I've been thinking, you know, for years, what would it be like to have my kids here? What, you know, I'm raising these little kids and they're eventually going to have to own it themselves. And they're going to have to be it's going to be them that we're speaking to. And um, it was just really a beautiful, it was almost like a, um, like a combustion of grace. You know, mm-hmm. there's just grace coming on so many different sides and having the speaking team and the ministry team know that my kids were there and, and just being so, 
so sweet to them, so loving to them. And they had an incredible experience and we're still unpacking those graces. And that's, that's so been good. this week. We had a couple more like conversations, um, Thomas and Fulton and I, and it's just like, man, it's amazing how faith is just the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, it, even if it's like that moment you had this powerful moment, but it just, it's amazing how even, you know, weeks later things can still come at you and, and, and you can kind of see it deeper and feel it deeper. And so yeah, that was my glory story. Some more just unpacking of graces as always. I love that. Yeah. There's always more with the Lord. There's always, yeah. always more Amen. with him. And yeah, only in heaven will we even know like, right. All the graces that we received and Amen. for us and for our family. And so I'm so glad that you got to experience that with the team and for your kids. And yeah. now you're able to unpack it with your kids. That's, that's, that's where the, the substance is at. It's just in the journey with them after the, the encounters with Christ. So Amen. praise God, praise mm-hmm. God. So good. All right. Well, mm-hmm. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. So we are back. So uh, my good friend Sarah Swaff is in the, in the building, mm-hmm. and we are talking about this really great new program that uh, her husband and Dr. Italy, who uh, is also known as Marcelino D'Ambrosio, mm-hmm. uh, his, his daughter is my boss. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Marisa, Marisa. Um, <laughs> now to Marisa. Um, yeah, so... Ascension puts out a lot of really great programs all throughout the year, and it just seems like the programs, the content just keeps getting better and better and better. And so if you could just give me a background of how did the Holy Spirit inspire you and your team to want to give the world this gift of what we believe and and, and who's the audience intended to be? Oh, Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we have four hours to unpack everything that this, yes. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. It's just so layered, you know, it's like, I, oh man, we could go a hundred directions on this whole story. But I think Ascension, it's a total act of the Holy Spirit because you said kind of like, why now? It's like, well, it wasn't really decided to do it now. And no one knew COVID was coming, but there had been conversations years ago, you know, they did the beautiful Dr. Shree and Marcellino and Jeff Cavins did the beautiful walk with Jesus. If you remember like when they like, who is Jesus? And they went through the Holy land and like went through all the sacred sites and kind of talked about the life of Jesus and did that phenomenal study. Um, and everyone loved it. And they started getting emails and messages and people saying someone like you guys really need to do this for like, why the church, like why Jesus? And then why the church? And I think that that was kind of this program, this study was an answer to, yeah, like, why be Catholic? Why should you care? Like, what is the church anyway? Like what the church, like your parish that you go to on Sundays is the church. But like, we're talking, what is the like capital C church? You know what I mean? Like what, like, where did we come from? When did all this, how did this all start? Um, What makes the church, the church, you know, all those can be intimidating, high theological questions, but if you don't ask them or care about them or know them, then it's going to really change the way you see the church every day, the way you see the sacraments. You know, like I remember Mm -hmm. just even talking to my parents, I, my parents are amazing and they always tell me, they're like, speak slowly, Sarah, we're seventies Catholics. Like, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, even, you know, people, generations before us, it was kind of like, you just go to church. You don't ask questions. And even, you know, me growing up, I was like, we always went to church. It was great. I had no clue what was going on. Zero. 
I mean, I, I got, you know, first communion was great. I got a cake, got some money, mm. got Jesus, you know, like, I mean, that wasn't really, I didn't know what was going on. Catechesis hasn't always been there for, for, I think for a lot of people. And so I think that this study was kind of in the, it, again, it was in the works pre COVID. So it's so cool to see it come out now, you know, in a, in, in a time where I think a lot of people are asking why the church, why yeah. should I care? What does the church have to offer me that I can't get somewhere else? And so and, I mean, if, I, if I were to ask you that question right now, what does the church have to offer people that they can't get from anywhere else? Right. So, I mean, for me, it's the sacraments. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it's the Eucharist, the Holy Eucharist. And and I think that one, I mean, not to jump around, but I think that like what you just said, like what do they give you that no one else can is everything. Mm-hmm. The church gives you everything that yeah. no one else can. And I have, a, I mean, I have some beautiful friends that are Protestant that, you know, I have a lot of different friends that are Christians and people I would do ministry with. And, and a lot of them, you know, the conversation of going back to church, you know, and nobody, you know, quote unquote, nobody's going back to church or people are leaving the church and all these things. And, and a lot of the Christians are like, yeah, I actually love, you know, when I have little kids, it's like, it's so much easier to just watch it on Sunday morning on TV in my living room and drink my coffee and like, listen to pastor talk about things. And I'm like, that's beautiful that you're tuning in but they don't feel the need to go to church anymore. And I mean, that, this, this, a couple I was talking to, and I left that conversation and a couple of my kids overheard it and they were like, well, what do they do for the Eucharist then? Mm. Like my younger mm. kids were like, well, how do they receive Jesus then? And it was like, that's such a, just such a great question. Cause I think that the, the thing for us Catholics is yeah. Like what we go to church for, what we go to mass for is the Holy Eucharist and the sacraments. And yes, the community is great. And donuts, free donuts all day long, right? Like free donuts are great. Community we're bringing is donuts great. to my parish in September. So, so I think next week we're going to have every, every mass now for fellowship. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And so one, what it boils down to for me and what we talked about a lot when we were forming this program is the same thing that I talk a lot. You know, I, my ministry is I do a lot with young adults, adults, uh, relationships, drama, social media, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do a lot with that demographic. And and the question isn't just like, you know, it, sometimes we get into the, the weeds. It's like, I don't really like, you know, the main question everyone has is why? Mm-hmm. Why should I care? Why should I do this? Why is it important? And the same thing I tell young adults in relationships is the same thing that I would say to people who are like, why should I do this study? Or why should I care about my faith? Why should I care about the church? Why should I go back to mass? And this, it's the same thing for both kind of questions is you have to decide at the end of the day, what, like two things, what am I convicted in and what am I committed to? Mm. What are my convictions and what, and what am I committed to? And your whole life will fall. You know, I always throw this out and talk sometimes and people are like, oh my gosh, but I'm like, if you want to know what you worship, consult your planner and your credit card statement. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And mm. everyone is just like, oh, Sarah. And I'm like, I look, I'm talking to myself here. Like everyone, we're talking to each other, but, but when you look at, you know, you look at your love, you look at your life, you look at how you want to spend your love. You look at this small, you know, little bit of time we have on earth, what you want to do with it. Everyone looks at each other and says, I want to make an impact. I want to leave a legacy. I want to do big things. It's like, that's fantastic. So what are you convicted in and what are you committed to? Because if you can't name it quickly, and if your life doesn't show that quickly, then you are probably still trying to figure that out, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So when you're searching for what are you convicted in and what are you committed to, those are big questions. So like, for instance, with love, you know, like, like my husband one time said this and I was like, that's really beautiful. He's like, yeah, like I'm convicted in real, true love. And I'm committed to my wife mm. and everything falls from that. So I'm I convicted that, that I, like, again, so then you look at your life and then you look at your faith. You're like, what am I convicted in? And it's okay if you say, I don't know. 
Like that's the point. The point is going on that journey to be like, what do I believe? What is truth for me? Not your truth, my truth. No, what is like truth? And then what is like, what am I convicted in? And so for me, that's what, those were kind of the wheels that really drove this study was we want people in love with Jesus Christ. And we want people in love with the sacraments and we want people in love with the Eucharist. And so, and and also we want to make it accessible because sometimes those, those answers are hard to find. And then also you have to sort through the heart. You have to sort through your past. You have to sort through your wounds. You have to sort through, you know, things that, that have led you to that point. So it's very layered. And that's why I was joking that I'm glad we have four hours, but I'm kind of not kidding because it's going to take a lifetime. You know what I mean? It's a lifetime. It's a journey, but it's a really beautiful one. Well, you also literally went on a journey for the filming of this particular program as well, correct? Correct. Yeah. Didn't y'all like see Jesus like in person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We met him many times, actually. Yeah. No, the, I wish. The chosen, the one of the chosen guys somewhere, uh, Jonathan Rumi. Did y'all see him while y'all? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. I, we ran I was so jealous because I was like, why didn't y'all invite me to be a part of like the the, the filming of in Rome? Like I had to film in Baton Rouge. I don't appreciate that at all. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. You're yeah. invited. I, dude, you next were time. invited. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, um, make it happen. Well, it was really great. So COVID really threw a ri- like a wrench in everything because of of COVID and um, because of being over in Italy was very difficult to get over there because of you know the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny how the Lord will take things that were like dang it and make them into like phenomenal. Because what mm-hmm. ended up happening was is Italy finally opened up for us to go back over there to go over there and film. We went over to Rome, and the beauty of it was a lot of the churches were still closed, and you had to have special permission to get into a lot of them. And we had a 13 person crew with us because we had the Ascension is just phenomenal. Like they had the most phenomenal like filming crew with us. We had they got they had a um, they had a couple like CNN and different correspondents from Italy that got us into these places that we should not have been in. So we were like one of the places we were actually filming down in the cell that St. Peter and St. Paul were in together when they were both arrested in Rome. Isn't that wow. amazing? So we wow. filmed down in that cell and we actually where I met, where we met Jesus. Well, the, it was funny. That's huge because I mean, like when, there's so many things that people are going to be able to pray with now. Whenever we read the scripture, we're going to see oh the visual gosh. of the actual oh. cell and that's going to impact our capacity to actually enter into the scene ourselves. I mean, what a gift. I mean, it's really phenomenal. And the Holy Spirit really wove together. You know, we basically, we walked through the entire creed um, and just like what we believe and going back to the, I don't know, Father, if you feel this way sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, we got to go back to the basics. Like, you know, it's not, it's not, it's just, I don't know. I always joke, like, it's simple, stupid. You know what I mean? Like, it's simple, stupid. Like, we make it sometimes more complicated than we need to. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people are are frustrated with a lot of aspects of the church right now. And that's fair, Mm -hmm. especially with, you know, a lot of people in the church where there's a lot of frustration. And it's really neat to go back and to be sitting in those first century cells and be able to talk about, like, there were people dying daily mm. for the mm-hmm. gospel. There were people dying daily to receive the Eucharist. Yeah. There were people dying daily. One of my favorite scenes from the whole entire What We Believe shoot from the entire mm. study was there. Um, there's this beautiful church called, it's called San Clemente, uh, but it's St. Clement's church. If you remember St. Clement the Pope, mm-hmm. you know, St. Clement the Pope in the first Eucharistic prayer, right? Our homeboy. So anyway, he has mm-hmm. this beautiful church and, um, in the if you if you go down you have to get you know there's basically down 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 and the churches were just built Rome is so funny because you just basically keep building upon building upon building upon but you can go down deep into San, like San Clemente into the very bottom and you can walk on the first century streets 
Mm-hmm. And you go down to some of those first century house churches and there's a, there's a couple rooms you can go into and you can kneel on the floor down there. And we went down there and, uh, the whole film crew, Marcelino, Andy, myself, we went down there and it was just so, you could almost like feel the Holy spirit in that room. And we knelt down and we prayed and we prayed about the fact that mm-hmm. there were a lot of martyrs that died. The Coliseum mm-hmm. is a block away. And so those martyrs would, that was probably the last time they received the Eucharist were in those rooms. Like they were there in those house churches praying, knowing that the minute they step out of this, out of this house, they could be taken to the Coliseum. And many of them were. So we just sat, I mean, it's on the, it's really beautiful. It's in the study, but we went down there, we prayed, we prayed the creed and I just bawled. Like I just cried. I mean, it was like, it was so powerful And that place down there. I mean, there's just so many places in the study where you just can go take it deeper and you kind of. You just don't see it the same way. You know, you start living, you start thinking about when you strip away everything, what are you left with? And it it really is the church is it's a beautiful relationship with Christ and in the Eucharist. And it's a lot of people. The church is a lot of people who want to love the Lord and the the Holy Spirit giving us the sacraments to do that well. Well, uh, I love how you say there's layers because even in the book, the book isn't just about like apologetics, right? In no. the book, you literally like go into fasting and prayer and liturgy and sacraments. But like particularly, I love the section on fasting because you take it from just the the simple concept of fasting from food, and then you take the next layer. Well, also fast from media, and then mm. oh wait, also you know you can fast from from the news. Oh wait, you can also fast from your own will. And there's and then mm. you not only talk about it, but throughout the the book, you guys give examples mm. and, and you gently walk with us. Uh, and simplicity of how to do this. And so I think that the, the book is a great resource, not only intellectually, but I think that people will find it to be a great spiritual aid as well, and a book that can help them to, to, to grow in a deeper intimacy with Christ, not just in the head, but in the heart as well, and, and finding practical ways to, to grow deeper Amen. with the Lord. Amen. And that was really um, the genius behind it was one of the reasons why we wanted to go to Rome and that they wanted us to go to Rome and, and film there. But who's the day? Because again, I wasn't Ascension. invited. So help me understand the day. <laughs> I, I, I hear Ascension, but who specifically in Ascension? Because I, I, I have some beef right now. Again, <laughs> I, know. I had I'm to film so mine in Baton Rouge. And I, I love Baton Rouge. I would have come down there and I would have come down there and and just hung out with you in Baton Rouge. I would have loved that. Father, I think that they would have loved to have all of us over there. I think it just, as we like to say at the Swafford house, I think the budget barks, you know, the budget barks. Um, So what what you're saying is right now is you and I could get our audience to sign a petition saying that we need to do a reshoot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Part two. Part two. We, didn't, just, we couldn't get every yeah, I'm, church. I'm joking. I'm, Father, they're so good. I was messing no, with y'all. <laughs> well, hey, we couldn't get to every church. So Father and Sarah do churches part two. I love Let's it. We'll do go. It. We'll go. Yeah, but I loved Let's what you go. said about the heart. I loved what you said just now because it's true. And one of the things that about going to Rome was Swaf and I, we love going on pilgrimage. Like pilgrimage is just life changing. Whether you're going to Rome or you're going to the Holy Land or we love taking people over to Poland and we do, we call it the mercy tour. And we do St. Maximilian Colby, St. Faustina and St. John Paul II, you know, like doing their lives. Like God takes us out of our environment to change us. And that's one of the reasons why we loved going on pilgrimage over there. Cause we wanted people to see like up close and personal, what it looks like to kind of go on a pilgrimage with someone and get kind of get out of your normal day, get out of your normal, I don't know, the day to day and just kind of see it differently and, and let that head knowledge trickle down to the heart, you know, and let that, that stirring of the heart be illuminated by the mind. Um, yeah, I really so love Dr. Dr. Shree talks about when I was in college, one of my professors was Dr. Ted Shree, who I know a lot of you guys know probably from different studies. And 
um, he, he used to always say, you know, uh, to love, to love well is to know the truth and love the good. And mm. I, I really love that because I want to know the truth and I want to love the good. And I feel like this study, we really tried to weave both together because a lot of people, I know father Josh, you can, you can, uh, you know, this is true for you too, but a lot of people that we work with, especially when I'm out speaking and just, you know, when I'm out with different young adults or adults, they'll come up to me afterwards and they'll be like, I want what you have, but I don't have anybody to walk with me. I don't have mm. anybody to like, tell me what to do. Or like, I don't have a mm. Catholic friend or I don't even have someone that loves Jesus in my life. Mm. And you just want to like, take them and put them in your purse and take them home with you. You know what I mean? Like your man bag, you're a very attractive, you know, bag. Yeah, they, I, but, I, was like, I don't have a purse, but yeah, my book. Sack. I know you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, um, leather satchel, whatever, there whatever dude bag you have. Yeah. But my point is, is like, sometimes you just want to like hand them something. You want to say like, here, I want to walk with you. Here's everything, you know? Mm. And that's what, with this, it was like, they wanted a book. They wanted a, a workbook to go with the DVDs. We have, one of the coolest things I personally think one of the coolest things about the whole study is if you guys remember the great adventure Bible had the salvation history chart, the big like map, you guys know the like fold out thing. It, it kind of folds out and it shows you like salvation history on a map. It's like a fold out yep. card. Everyone, if you know what it is, you know what it is, but they made that for this study the what we believe like for the catechism, they made the, yeah, you got it. So like there's a little chart inside and it basically folds out and shows you like the history of the church on a timeline. And I just, I thought that was so beautiful. And it actually goes hand in hand. Look at you getting all, mm, oh, father's got it right here. Got it. Father's got it in hand. Um, but the neatest thing about it, father, is it goes, this also goes hand in hand. This study goes hand in hand with um, Father Mike's new catechism in a year. They oh, actually sweet. go together and they've been formed so that if you want to take father's podcast and go deeper, you know, you can take all, you know, take the study or you can take the study and supplement it with father Mike. So it's kind of neat. Ascension's genius because they have them working hand in glove, which is really beautiful. Say, um, in the, in the chart, which I just like opened up for the first time, uh, cause I didn't know where it was. I just found it. Uh, I'm super excited. The church, the family of God, you talk about the different rights of the church. And yep. I think a lot of people, especially Again, and you and I are from USA, so like no shade, but like sometimes we get so so blind to the fact that like the church is bigger than just the Latin right, right? We have Amen. like so Amen. many different rights, and there's the Byzantine, and there's the the West Syriac, and there's East Syriac, and there's Armenian, Alexandrian, and 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 within the rights, there's different churches, and and it's all Catholic, all with the Pope. And Amen. yeah, I just think that if we became more aware of how big the church is, the church is much bigger than our experience, even liturgically, like our experience liturgically, like the church has different rights and they're so beautiful and such a gift. So anyways, I love the fact that y'all outlined that in the very beginning of who we are, because the church is bigger than I knew she was even when I was in seminary. And I'm, I'm so Amen. excited to continue to Amen. meet more and more different churches within, the, within um, Holy Mother Church. But we need to... Take a quick break, and when we come back, you mentioned uh, in Poland, like your mercy tour and those beautiful saints, and so you have my mind thinking about this different saints, and so I want to take a quick break, and when we get back, you and I are going to discuss the saints who we want to encourage our listeners to get to know this week. The most important person ever to walk the face of the earth, the source and summit of all things Catholic. But do we really know him? Hi. I'm Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio, sometimes known as Dr. Italy. For 30 years, I've taught about Jesus in Catholic University classrooms, on TV, and on radio. And I've been surprised at how Catholics 
fascinated with so many of the unique features of the rich Catholic tradition, seem to take for granted the very basis of it all, the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Some other Catholic Bible teachers I know have noticed the very same problem. So, Jeff Cavins, Dr. Edward Sree, and I decided to collaborate on a groundbreaking study that would focus simply on the life and teaching of Jesus Christ, filmed on location in the land where it all happened. Those who take this journey with us will learn amazing new things about the gospel stories they thought they knew so well, about his family, his friends, his enemies, his miracles. But even more importantly, they will come to know Jesus in a new and astonishing way that will make a surprising difference in their everyday lives. This study, Jesus, the Way, the Truth, and the Life, helps you learn with all your senses. The videos filmed on site in the Holy Land will change the way you visualize the gospel stories. The study guide includes gorgeous images, provocative quotes, illuminating maps, and challenging questions. The book that accompanies the study will have you riveted all the way to the end. Order the study pack now at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus and get immediate at-home access to the videos and the study guide while the printed components are shipped to you. Again, you can order Jesus the Way, the Truth, and the Life at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus. You'll be glad you did. Your life will never be the same. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. Don't forget, you can hit up with your own questions at www.assistantpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. And once again, we are joined by my good friend, Sarah Swafford. If you heard her say Swaff throughout the show, she's talking about her husband, y'all. Like that's, that's I know, I'm Dr. sorry. Dr. Andrew's name is Swaff. Uh, yes. So. Well, it's hard when you date your friends and then you marry your friends. You don't change their names. We were friends for like a year and a half before we even dated. So that's why Swaff is Swaff to me. I so, love that. I'm sorry. That's, great. That's excellent. <laughs> I know. All right. So this is a segment of the show where we talk about a saint that is just in a relationship with us right now. And maybe we want to share with our listeners. And so I'll go first. I'll, I'll be quick because I want you to have more time to talk about your saint. But oh, you right. mentioned the, the, the Polish saints. And uh, I, I went to Poland with Jeff Cavins a few years ago. Oh, and amazing. one of the places that I said we had to go is we had to go visit uh, Blessed Jerzy Popowski. Uh, he, you know him? Yeah, I, I, I've my known him for years. Obsessed. Oh I'm my obsessed gosh, I as love well. It. Love him. And uh, and so we get there. And one of the cool things that happened was, and so for those of you who don't know, he was a, a priest who he was a pious seminarian. Like he just loved our lady. Uh, he, had, he had no ambition to like fight injustices and, and, and political oppression. But uh, he was obviously persecuted by you know the communists and uh, with everyone else in Poland. And, and he became uh, just a force to be reckoned with, and he fought for justice, and he, he preached against um, institutional evils, and because of his stance against uh, this oppression that was happening to his people and his uh, alignment with the Solidarity Movement, uh, he was martyred, and it was a brutal, brutal martyrdom, yeah. Uh, yeah. but what a beautiful witness. So when we got to Poland, uh, we got to go to his shrine, and it was like marked off, and I, I, I told him, I have to go like touch his grave. I just have to. And they're like, no, no one can go there. Long story short, they finally let me get through. And I just like fell on top of the grave and just began to like oh. beg him like, like Jersey, like you are one of my favorite priests. I, uh. I, I want to, like, I just, there's so much about his priesthood and, and, and my story that's, that's similar and, and, and not so similar, but anyway, so I prayed. It was beautiful. One of my friends took a picture and oh. on that same trip, 
we went to John Paul II's home and we went to the church where he's baptized at. I have a devotion to baptismal fonts, like where because that's where salvation first happens, right? So ah, I love 21. it. Yes. So I knelt down and like rested on his baptismal font where he was baptized mm. at as well. Again, someone took a picture, didn't tell me. When I get home, a per- the person who took the pictures sent me a picture of John Paul II laying on top of Jersey's t- uh, tomb as well, his grave as well. And the oh same as posture I did, and I had no idea he did it. And John Paul II uh, praying, like kneeling down before ah. his baptism font in the same exact posture as me. And John Paul II is one of my other like patron saints. And so the fact that he and I literally did the same thing, and I had no idea he did it. And so I have oh the pictures God. in my in my record. Will you now. text them? Text them to me because I, I want to show. I want to show. Yeah, the, we've been show. we've been to his um, tomb as well. We're obsessed. I. So cool. That is so beautiful, Father. That's, mm-hmm. I'm glad you that someone snapped those pictures for you. So yeah, so so grateful. So what about you? Who you got? Who's your saint? Oh my gosh! Like, how do you pick one? There's, it's so hard. Well, I say we stay on uh, Polish saints, dude. I um, I I think that there. I'll tell you quickly. Um, since we talked about all three, Saint Faustina, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, Saint John Paul II. I think people don't know that they all lived within 20 miles of each other. Um, around the same exact time, which we, I always love to say saints run in clusters, right? Sta- saints come mm-hmm. in clusters. So find your friends, amen, and start running. Yes. Find um, your friends, find the- your wives, and become saints. There you go. Oh, yeah, you could wrap that too, wrap that mm-hmm. song. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I love about St. Faustina that I tell everybody when we're, on, when we're on that pilgrimage is she was rejected from the first four convents that she tried to enter into, and she was only oh, taken— she was only taken by the Sisters of Divine Mercy. Wow. Okay, wait, just and stop I, right there. Like, right? for our listeners who have been, who have pursued religious life or priesthood, and you were told no, again, sometimes you were told no, not because there's anything wrong with you or the community. It's because God knew that that would not be the place that was best for you to become a saint and help form saints. And so, Amen. like, when, when doors shut, it's not necessarily because you did something wrong, right? Um, amen, amen, so amen, just, amen. If you're if you're called, keep keep pursuing. But yeah, mm, so good. Okay, continue. That's my it. bad. It's so good. No, I, I that's exactly that's exactly what I wanted you to say. That is exactly what I take from it. It's like, mm. wow. And sometimes doors have to close for the right ones to open. And um, like shout dating, out to everyone. Right? What's like, like dating? dating. You might you yeah. might date somebody and you, you you were in love and it was a good healthy relationship, but then it came down to discerning marriage and you're like, you know what? I, I love you and you're good and you're holy and virtuous, but I just don't think we're called to be married. And there's nothing wrong with you. I just don't think we're called. Like there, I've had friends like that where totally they were at the point where they had to make the commitment and they they just said, we realized we can't do this. Amen. And then now they're, now they're both happily married with somebody else. But I know, right. You, you just, you have to, you have to find out. Yeah. Sorry. Well, mm-hmm. one of my lines that I love to share with, especially um, men and women that I talk to who are going through a breakup is I always tell them, I'm like, I, like you're not going to want to hear this. Don't hate me. But it's true. Rejection is sometimes the greatest form of clarity. Mm. Because you might, you know, sometimes it's just you have to take it and say, yeah, this isn't what God wants for me. And even, you know, and sometimes that's hard to hear. But there's something really beautiful. Because if you trust God and you trust the plan and you trust his providence, like the Divine Mercy Sisters are going to take you and you're going to change the world. Amen. Mm. So, mm. and there was a reason why. And there must have been something in God's plan where he wanted her to go through that. And if, if St. Faustina can do it, we can do it too. Amen. Because I think all of us I have suffered great. rejection that's before. Good. Right. So that's one. Number two, the other thing I love about St. Maximilian Colby, we have a Colby in our house. Um, I have a John Paul and a Colby. It's funny when they're fighting, I'm like, Colby, stop, John Paul, knock it off. <laughs> um, everyone like, laughs. They're like, Oh, I love it when saints fight. Uh, I have a Thomas and a Fulton and a Kate, St. Catherine of Siena. So it's, 
it's kind of like if you name your kids after saints, you just, you know, hope they're always behaving themselves. I'm like, be, be good. Um, but when one of my favorite things about Poland and St. Maximilian Colby is when you go, I love praying at his cell. So you can go inside his cell where he was in Auschwitz, but you can also go like up where he was. There was a window, like a grate um, from his cell that led outside. And it's so cool because his cell is actually the closest cell to the firing wall, the squad. So there was a wall. It's it's just so heartbreaking when you go to Auschwitz. It's so, it's just life-changing. Um, and we prayed a Divine Mercy Chaplet right outside the window of his cell. And you can touch the window of his cell, like the, the kind of like the grate of his cell, and you can touch the firing squad wall where people would go out and mm. be executed. And they they said that St. Maximilian Colby would sing and pray and he would sing the, he would sing the rosary. He would sing mm. the mass parts. Mm. And so for some people, the last thing they heard on this earth was St. Maximus will be singing from oh, there. And I so just wept. Good. I just wept. And so it's just like, God has a plan. Like God has a reason. God has like, again, even in your darkest times, even, you know, like there's, there's people who are going to sing you home. And I think that that's, just, I just said something that really struck me was um, just how beautiful God orchestrated all of that. And then JB too. I mean, he's, I call him the Catholic homecoming King. Um, mm-hmm. He's just the absolute best and um, talk about conviction and commitment. But one of my favorite things about him is he would take, I'm sure you guys have all seen those cool, like black and white shots of, you know, of, of St. John Paul II, like having mass out in the woods, like with mm-hmm. a, a boat turned over with oars as the cross. Like, I think people have all seen that before, but that was him taking young adults up into the mountains to get them away from communistic Poland. Yeah. Um, basically the communists were trying to like squash the faith in young people. He was not, he was not allowed to be alone with young people. He was not, it would have been illegal. He would have been arrested. Mm. So if you notice, sometimes he's not in clerics, it's because they would call him Vujek. They call him uncle and they would get away from town and they, and it was where they could ask him anything and they could be Mm. there with him. And, um, and I think that that just shows you like my favorite word. One of my favorite words is accompaniment. Yes. And just how like JP2 was the master at accompanying people and, and just walking with them and where they are. And he brought things to them and like yeah. brought them to where they're at. And as someone who loves doing ministry with young adults and adults, and um, I love what Ascension does, especially with like what we believe, because they're meeting people where they're at. So whether it's, you know, you're mm-hmm. looking at the faith, whatever you're looking at your relationships, you're like, what am I convicted in? What am I committed to? And how do I be, maybe it's like, maybe I'm trying to find what I'm convicted in and maybe I don't know what I'm committed to. And it's just having like so many different I just love walking with people with that question because what else is worth it in life to talk about? Like, honestly, like if you can't figure those things out, then you're probably not living the life you want to live anyway. And you're probably unhappy and you're probably searching and you're sad. So like, let's like ask the hard questions and seek Mm -hmm. out the truth. And I love the fact that like John Paul II was willing to die for, for the truth. And these young people were also willing to put themselves in danger to receive truth. Right. So we have this truth available to us. And again, like this new program is just a very simple, back to the basics, beautiful expression of the truth um, that is accessible for, for everybody to understand. And so I just would encourage you uh, to to check it out, right? Check it out and, and and share it with somebody else who you know might be in a place where they're wanting to know more. Why, why, why Jesus now? Why the church now? What we believe, the beauty of our Catholic faith is a great tool and resource that's available at www.assistionpress.com. Com. Sarah, we're wrapping up, but it has been, oh, Deacon John Harden. I love Deacon John Harden. Oh, I do that too. It's so good. I see his name right here too. Oh man, that's yeah. my man. Uh, he, yeah, okay, fun fact, we went to college together at Benedictine. Deacon John and my husband and I were all here. classmates. 
Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. he's, he's helped me with a lot of my projects I've worked on behind the scenes. So he's yeah, he's the best. Great, great Father, guy. one oh. more fun thing. Father, one more fun thing to say about what we believe. Someone asked me what age demographic it's for, and mm-hmm. we legit think like seven to one hundred and seven. I'm not even kidding. If you can read, this is for you. I mean, my, I mean, just watching the videos, anybody can watch the videos, but any age. And then the other thing that I love Ascension, we worked really, really hard to make it affordable because mm-hmm. this is one of those things where we want everyone to know the beauty of the Catholic faith. Amen. So they have a, they have a deal where you can get the book, the workbook, the chart, and the digital access to all the DVDs for $27.99, $27 wow. and 99 cents. If you, I mean, like 30 bucks will get you the book, the workbook, the chart, and all the DVD, That's all awesome. the content on digital. So I like to tell people that because I think sometimes they're like, I don't have 150 bucks. And I'm like, no one does. Um, I know it's hard to like do that. So it's just kind of making it so that more people can dive in. You can do the study by yourself. You can do it with a group. You can do it online with other people. You can do a Zoom party. You can do whatever. But I just wanted to make sure people knew how accessible it is because I, I think they tried, they fought really hard to make sure people could get this one. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And the podcast is free. So you can uh, listen to this and share this. And hopefully this podcast can inspire you to uh, go out and share this program with somebody else. So everyone, needs, everyone needs Father Josh in their life. Absolutely. I and Sarah, and Sarah Swaff. And so you get a free <laughs> you get a free conversation with me and Swaff. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, but really the, the program is great. So please check it out and allow it to be a gift for you and other people to grow in a deeper intimacy with Jesus Christ and your walk and our walk toward eternity. With that being said, we're going to ask St. Faustina and St. John Paul II St. Maximilian Kobe and Blessed Jersey Popuski to pray for us. Until next time, deuces. Love y'all.